I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, hello and welcome to another Afternoon Ask Anything. Brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar over on the North Shore, directly across from Federal Street from PNC Park. Great establishment with fresh hot chef carved food it's not like bar the way you think of bar i'm joined in columbus ohio by my friend tom reed tom who spent the better part of the week working on a jeff carter story (laughs) that ended up running the day after the team was eliminated that's the that's the perils of that position isn't it tom yes exactly right it it looked like a good idea two aims to one when the Penguins were up, but uh, that's that's sometimes the breaks. Well, he didn't let you down. He kept scoring, scored a huge yes. goal in game six. Yeah, he, he played very well. He really, really strong, uh, really strong showing the two months that he was here. Our man Gary jumps in and says, Tom, I really enjoyed your piece about Carter's wrist shot. I really wish the Penguins had cooperated and still been playing good stuff, though, as always. My question is, Teddy Bluger is a must-keep, right? Yes, Ooh, I would think so. Yeah. Yes. So, that, that so who's not okay, dude, so, so DK, who's who's the who do you expose? Uh, let's. I mean, I don't know if we'll get another question. So if you, if if you're the front office, who are you going to uh, who who are you going to expose among the forwards? Oh, you're talking about for the expansion draft? Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd be less worried about the expansion draft and more about free agency. Free agency comes first, and you can't set anything for the Seattle thing. Look, you're going to lose somebody. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to be someone like a Jared McCann, you yeah. know, and I know there will be people who say, well, he didn't do anything in the playoffs or whatever, but he showed himself to be a pretty darn good hockey player uh, in the regular season, and – by the time he got to playoffs, because of Jeff Carter's awesome wrist shot, he just kept deferring and deferring and deferring and passing to Carter when, in fact, McCann is most effective whenever he's um, shooting the puck. Teddy Bluger is a must-keep. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't I, – that doesn't mean he, you know, you know, he has to stay or that he wants to stay. I'm sure he does. Uh, but Bluger is a guy that you have to, you have to keep. I, the, the ones that are kind of on the bubble-ish – that that I that I really want to go to bat for uh, at the top of my list is Cody Cece. I think the Penguins need a lot more of Cody Cece, not just on the blue line, but in general. Terrific season, yeah, terrific. Uh, came here. I know he's not a darling of the analytics community. I thought he came in and played really well. I, I thought both him and Matheson uh, both had, had good seasons uh, uh, for the Penguins. So. Yeah, I would if if you if they can keep him, and I and I do wonder if his rep, uh, reputation has been rehabilitated enough that the, somebody else may try to jump in there. But I it, would. It keep might. Him in it might. So. Hey, move move your uh, your headset microphone away from it. There you go. That, that'll oh, make it big. A little too close for you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> close talker. <laughs> yeah, I'm a close talker. <laughs> what was that from? That was Seinfeld, right? Seinfeld. Yeah. 
I get Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm confused because of the obvious connection there. Um, Food and Hockey says, what what percent would you put on Jake Gensel being moved? What kind of deal would that look like? Um, If you're Ron Hextall and or Brian Burke, depending on how those two end up, you know, working together on these things and they will have to work together. I don't think you're going to see a real healthy relationship start off with Hextall saying, I want to do this. And Burke saying, no, you can't. I think it's going to have to be something where they, they uh, agree on moves. You know what I mean? They have to, they have to be in unison. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a different dynamic than the Penguins have ever had because they've never had this president of hockey operations thing before. And, David Morehouse was never going to be somebody who overruled Jim Rutherford, for example. Um, Jake, being moved is, I think you'd be moving him at low value. Um, I I think when Jake was putting up 40 and Jake was a thousand percent and and Jake wasn't coming off that shoulder surgery, not that he was this year, but last year, uh, you would have gotten a lot more for him. If your objective is to get bigger, meaner, tougher, whatever, all that other stuff, you're also going to have to overcome the stigma in a trade, I think, Tom, of Jake being, you know, Sid's line mate. And if we take him here, how much does he produce without him? Well, I'll, I'll, I, now this is a little bit of apples and oranges, but a couple of years ago when uh, Columbus traded for Artemi Panarin, the whole knock was, and again, I know we're talking different levels here, but Artemi Panarin was like, he was made because of Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane made him, and he's Ooh. not going to be able to survive without Patrick no. Kane. That, that, was, that was the narrative. That was the narrative when he left Chicago. Can this guy be a really good player without Patrick Kane? Well, we saw what happened there. I, with Gensel, I would like, what I would like to see, DK, maybe, and, I, and I, this may not make Sid happy, but I would just like to see one of his wingers be a little bit sturdier next year. I think in years past, they were able to get away with it because Sid was the more a younger dynamic player. I don't think, I think Sid's still a very good player, a very good center, but the dynamism is gone. And that's what happens when you get old. Uh, so I think that line needed a little bit more weight on it this year. I just think they were very easily defended in, 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 in the series. I know you wrote about that uh, ex- extensively, at least one entire column devoted to it. That line just did not produce. And whether they that didn't, mean- they didn't finish that, that, I guess that's the concern is, is one of the questions that they have to address. You're right. They didn't produce producing is finishing. Okay. Yeah. Producing shot attempts isn't production points are production goals are production. And, One of the things, one of the many things that they have to look at from this series, in addition to, obviously, goaltending, goaltending, (laughs) goaltending, okay, is that they created so many shot attempts, and they were, Tom, able to get to the vertical middle in the New York zone, but they either missed the net or they didn't create second chances, and there's got to be something to that, and some of it's going to be roster-based. One thing about Sid's line is you never saw rebound attempts. You never saw – do you remember, like, any? No. Well, I again, part of that is – the one thing they did, not just that line, but early in the game of game six is they created traffic, really, for the first time in the series. They got a couple of deflection goals, 
Uh, and as the, as the game went on, Sorokin was just, he ate up every rebound. There was no rebounds in the second and third period of that game. I mean, they weren't great shots necessarily. That's it wasn't the like point, yeah. yeah I, they I, just I, did not, they did not uh, create shots that, that created rebounds. The world Again, is about to see the real Ilya Sorokin, by the way. I, I just, oh, I, I want to, I am not blown away by this goaltender the way the whole world is. I think he's really good. And okay. I think, I, I think I'm, I'm going, I'll say it right here. I'm going out on a limb and saying, I'm, I think the Islanders will win this series. I've not Ooh, been a big Boston, no, no. not been a big Boston fan. I think Boston's had an easy ride. They got the, you know, Washington was a train wreck at the end of the season. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Need issues. Nita asks, uh, we sat pretty close to where the action was at yesterday's Pirates game during that third inning, close enough that I almost feel guilty that I didn't shout out <laughs> to Will Crow myself to go back and tag first. She's referring to Will Craig, not Will Crow, uh, um, and tag first base. That said, is there any sense, there's ex- excuse or explanation for it? I don't expect to ever see another play like that in my lifetime. Uh, Will Craig is going to speak with reporters today at 4 o'clock. So within the hour. So we're going to have our first insight as to what it is, if anything, that he was thinking. And I just feel like, Nita, I want to use this opportunity to say that Will Craig is going to face questions today that are going to be uncomfortable, that he doesn't want to answer. He became a national punchline yesterday. Okay. Well, no. He, his play, made the Pirates a national punchline because that's how it always goes with the Pirates. It can never be an individual player messing up. It's always got to be the institution. Never mind that the Pirates are have the 11th best fielding percentage of all, in all of Major League Baseball. It's the Pirates who committed the play. But Tristan Jari also faced the music. You know, um, Now, granted, in non-coronavirus times, we would have been in there talking to them right after the game, and we would have seen all the raw emotions and everything else here. But there's at least something to be said for, you know, even if it's a day later for for standing up. I mean, Will Craig is the only Pirates player who's being made available in the pregame today, and I'm sure that's for a reason. Oh, it's uh, good good for him. And uh, Jari had to do it the, the day after uh, the game, uh, the game five uh screw up it's weird pittsburgh could have been espn has that not top 10 of the week pittsburgh might have been one and two oh, this week on, yeah. on plays i, I can't even remember throw in marquee snapping the ball over ben's head against cleveland and we've well, got ourselves a natural hat trick of, of, of pittsburgh beauties <laughs> it, for 2021 but that was one week I, i've never seen anything i've never seen anything like what that what happened yesterday and i i, I heard the managers and co- assistant coaches say the same thing i I mean, in any little league game, I, I've never, I've never seen that one before. See, I'll say this, and I, I took some heat for this on Twitter, but I expressed immediate empathy for for Craig because it's not oh. like it's not like he didn't know. It's not like he's or, or they didn't train him to know that first base is a force out. He has spent half of his adult life standing next to that bag. Okay, 
it was just a brain cramp. It happens. Yeah, happens. There was a scene where they, the camera is cut to the pirate's dugout, and they show him like from a profile position doing this with his both of his fists clenched together, banging his own forehead. And it reminded me of Marc-Andre Fleury in 2012. I saw him with my own eyes in the bowels of Nassau Coliseum, of all places, actually banging his raw forehead, not a mask, his raw forehead against a white cement wall, no more than six feet away from where we were interviewing Thomas Vokun, his replacement. Uh, these things take a toll. Um, it's easy and convenient for fans and for people like me to rip them, and I did in both cases. But, man, there's there's a human toll there, you know? Absolutely. It was uh, – unfortunately for him, this is one of those things that lasts one or two days. The thing with Tristan Jari is going to cut – it's going to all off season, right? I mean, that's – I hate to be this flip, but that's one of a, a lot of losses for the Pirates. Uh, oh yeah, from a win loss standpoint, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. I'm just saying the the shame. I don't know if shame's the right word. The embarrassment, I think, will pass fairly quickly, and this play will go into the uh, Jose Canseco having a home run ball hit off his head. The anniversary just being a couple of days ago, so you know he'll move on. Uh, but it was extraordinary. The fact that there's an anniversary of a play that happened like 20 years every, ago. Every year. It's one of the greatest baseball plays. And that one the other day was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Chad Parsons wants to know if I've been to OTAs yet. My goodness, no, Chad. <laughs> I've, been, I've been bouncing back and forth to New York. Uh, we've had a couple of reporters over there, extensive reporting on everything that's going on over there. Harold asks, what if any controllers – what if any control – of Dwayne Haskins going forward to the Steelers have, if he would turn out well, could he just move on to another team? I don't think you'd see it like that. And and they do have control because he's in the house. And in football, once you learn a playbook and you learn a system and you develop a trust with a positional coach or a coordinator or the head coach, uh, your chances of leaving aren't very good. So let's say Haskins goes on and has a, like a, I don't know, Tom, let's say he just blows everyone away in yeah. Latrobe. Okay, and you do get reps. Okay, you do have opportunity. Okay, not everything is about, you know, what the name is on your back. Dwayne Haskins will want to remember and need to remember that there was one NFL team, one, that came to his rescue after Washington cut him, and that was the Pittsburgh Steelers. And also, you, you assume that Ben, this could be Ben's last season, so there's an immediate opening in the job. Uh, so he would certainly be... If he does well, why would you want to go anywhere else? Because you, you, you've obviously proved that you can play there. Uh, so, yeah, if, he, if, if that ends up being a story, I agree with you, DK. I, I think he would certainly want to sign on and, and, and be the quarterback here. Brian asks, this is out of left field, but can the Penguins fill the goaltending void with someone like Jonathan Quick from the Kings? Uh, Burke and Hextall are, are both – familiar with him everyone's familiar with Jonathan Quick you don't need to I I know what you're saying you you know character and competitiveness and does he still have it at this age meaning the fire and all that other stuff Um, I saw enough Jonathan Quick over this past regular season because of all the late night hockey that was being shown and while the Kings weren't very good to say the least uh, Quick still has it 
You know, I mean, he's still, I, I think, a top goaltender in the league. And maybe at his age, he could provide the kind of support. I know this, Tom. If the Penguins keep Tristan Jari as opposed to just, you know, rocketing him into the sun or something, because he does have a contract. He does have yeah. two more he years. Just signed. On yeah, he just signed. Two what? more years on that contract yeah. that if – um, maybe that they bring in someone else to to be a starter slash support. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, I thought that's what I would think they would do. That's that's to me. You you'll get a veteran who's uh, again. I don't know if it's going to be a. I can't imagine it's a big name unless it's a again like a Jonathan Quick who's who's much older. But you bring in somebody uh, to kind of compete for the job, and while Jari is still there and has a chance to play a lot in the regular season. And see where it goes. I would think that would be their course of action. I would be, I would be very surprised if Jari were moved, unless it was part of something bigger. Coleman says, "Okay, so where was the empathy for Todd Frazier coming out of spring training? Can't pick and choose who you he, he feel bad for. Uh, yeah, I can, because he was a scumbag. The way he came at me on the internet and insulted my name." like a fourth grader, that's ethnic bigotry, man. There's just no other way around. There's no other description for that. He saw the foreign-sounding name and came after that as if that was supposed to be some kind of, you know, scumbag. So, yeah, when you're talking about empathy, when you're talking about actual empathy, it's a human-to-human reaction. And this guy was a scumbag in his short time here. And by the way, he wasn't just a scumbag with me. He was a scumbag with several other people, including women, referring to them as sweetheart on Twitter. Now, if you don't have a problem with that, feel free to respond. Feel free to say that it's okay to, in 2021, just casually refer to women as sweetheart. Tom, feel free to chime in here. Uh, <laughs> I I missed that one. I, uh, I'll that you that was in, you were involved. I'll let you let you handle. No, that. Coleman and comes I, back. Coleman comes back fair. with that's fair. Maybe he far. Maybe maybe he wasn't aware of that that portion uh, of the thing there. Uh, Rick says, uh, and I appreciate you coming back on that. That's cool. Rick says brain farts happened. You remember Larry Walker catching a fly ball for the second out, and he gives the ball to a fan. Not as bad as yesterday's play, but it happens. Boy, am I glad someone brought that up. Tom, Larry Walker, who I voted for and was proud to vote for and was happy to see him get into Cooperstown, is a legit Hall of Famer. One of the main reasons that Larry Walker's in the Hall of Fame is that his fundamentals, his thinking of the game of baseball, were seen as some of the very best anyone's seen in the last 20 or 30 years. You know what I'm saying? It just yeah. happens. Yes, it does. It's, it's That's what we were saying earlier. Again, if I just that's one of those ones you are glad uh, we're not talking about playoffs here, but you just happy that it didn't cost them something more than just another regular season loss. And again, I just think that it goes away in a, in, a, in a couple of days. We just move on. It's the, we, we find something else and move on. I feel bad for the guy. Uh, he knows better, but he'll get over it. It's 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 not something again. I, w- I wouldn't want to no. I wouldn't want to be trading. Tra- places with Tristan Jari right now let's put the other thing is he'll get over it but he'll get over it the minors I mean not to be callous here but he's DFA when Colin Moran and um, And he was anyway right yeah absolutely anyway yeah this won't be some punitive thing or anything like that he's he's there's a reason that he's 
you know, 27 years old and was a, you know, 2013 original draft pick, 2016 of the Pirates, uh, and had been in the minors this long and had been already DFA twice. This will be a third time. So, you know, I'm sure he'll take a lot of ribbing for it on the buses. But you know what? He can at least say to those guys, hey, I made it. Look at all you on this bus. <laughs> and there were two parts to that story. Uh, the, the the base runner, uh, the, the the batter, like calling it, running back and then calling his guy safe at home, to me was just like took that whole thing to a different level, well, right? I got to say this too, and I've not heard many people bring this up, but does anyone realize how badly the home plate umpire butchered this? Did you know that when he signaled safe – for that runner coming in from third, that the runner was actually not safe, meaning the run literally does not count until a sequence at first base is determined in one direction or the other. Did you know that? Oh, so he he would have had to – he still had to get to first base. They could have – they could if they had made that throw. Just threw it down to first. To first base, meaning after the safe call. Right. They would have had to confer, and the run would have been waved off. So the umpire threw gas on the fire. David Jameson, I, go ahead, go ahead, Tom. No, I just think it's one of those things that that's just a, the the I know, umpire, but it, umpire's right. reflex is like there's a play to play guy. I got to call some something here. Yeah, exactly. David Jameson says hamburgers are hot dogs. I mean, um, I mean, I'm a burgers guy, but I, I've made exception for the hot dogs at the O. I'll definitely made a, a, make an exception for the hot dogs at Wiener World downtown, which are outstanding uh, down on Smithfield Street. Our man Denny is waiting for you down there to serve you uh, hot dogs and impress you on that front. How about you, Tom? Yeah, I think it depends on what, what just, just the way you're going. It depends on where you're getting them. Where I'm from in Warren, Ohio, the hot dog shop, just shoot it right into my veins. But I, I certainly love a good burger, too. I mean, look at me. Either way. I'm going either way. <laughs> Look at me. Today is, by the way, Hamburger National Hamburger Day because there just has to be a national day uh, for absolutely everything here. Uh, Rick says that's correct. I assume he's referring to my assessment of hot dogs, but I, I don't. I don't know that here. Coleman comes back and says you got to go hot dog at the ballpark. Anywhere else, it's a burger. Uh, I'll be specific. Well, hang on a second. I was going to say Dodger dogs, which you've heard about, and I've done a lot of series at Dodger Stadium. But this year, the Dodgers and their company that was making Dodger dogs for like 50 years had a really ugly falling out. Big story in the front page story in the L.A. Times. So I don't know about Dodger dogs anymore here. Now, do you like the – you've been to Cleveland enough. Do you like the mustard, DK, the bourbon's must- mustard? The, the, the stadium mustard at, at Cleveland. You mean the, the, the Brown Stadium? No, 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 no. The the baseball. It, 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 I think you oh, can get uh, it at Brown Stadium too. Yeah, I mean, it's, Amer- it's American League ball, man. I, I don't see that stadium oh, very God. much. American League ball here. Uh, Lewis McKenzie says, does the fan hate toward Malkin and Latang seem overblown? No, but with all due respect, Lewis, the question kind of does because I'm not sensing hate. Um, and I don't even mean that in its literal term or to wag a finger over the word hate. I just mean I don't – I didn't get this sense. Where's hate about Malkin and Latang? Who has that? I, I Yeah, I, I, you guys are closer to it, but I don't sense that, that uh, either one of those guys right now – I mean, it seems like – if anything, there's more people that are, want to see them come back. I would think so. Uh, I, mean, I, would, I mean, I don't know what the percentage is, but I would think it would be greater than 
fans not. fans are and i don't say this in any sort of you know like weirdo condescending toad here to hone here or whatever but fans tend to be excessively influenced by the last thing they saw and the last thing you saw of malkin and Latang was them at pretty close to their very best you know especially Latang because Latang did it all season long but that version of Gino that you saw in, in in especially in game six my goodness I mean, yeah, I mean and what, there what, still and, aren't five players on the planet who can do what he did in that game. And what, probably 80, 80%? Who knows? You mean with a knee? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. yeah he played well. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Jared says, uh, good friend of yours, buddy. How you been? Hope you're doing well. This is all very personal. Hope all is good with you and everyone in the DK family and your family too, my friend. Stay safe this holiday weekend. You know what? You too, Jared. That's really nice. I, I I don't ever take those for granted. I really don't. Um, there's so much nastiness and hostility in social media, Tom, uh, because people it, t- it tends to feel impersonal that when you get something nice like this from Jared, I think it's actually worthwhile to just pause and appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? You get a lot of these types of comments, especially after, you know, when you came back from uh, California and did the Najee Harris story. Uh, for our readers at DK Pittsburgh Sports, you saw what that what that reaction was like, and you read them all. You do. You appreciate yeah. them all. Yeah, it's been one of the things I have uh, really appreciated since being here. Is it is a community that you have built, and uh, uh, that's been fun getting to know some of these people, and yet never having never met anybody. At some point, once they, as we're getting closer to back to real life, got to have another meetup. With some, some yes. people, it'd be nice to actually sit down and meet somebody that that, that oh. is a, a a one of our subscribers. Believe it or not, this has already been discussed that we will have a meet. We'll, we're we're going to have more than one meetup, but we're going to do them in Pittsburgh first. We're going to have them uh, at Mike's Beer Bar, Moon Golf Club, places where we can get together that are safe. Uh, Dean here says he's in for that sort of thing. Here, uh, see how I set you up there. Yeah, right. Lewis comes back to clarify his thing. He says, hate was wrong. I've seen a lot of talk about trading them in some Facebook posts. Um, Well, trades aren't made out of spite. Trades aren't made as as some punitive thing. That's not hate. If you're talking about trading them, you're talking about, theoretically, you're talking about what can you do to make the team better or the franchise stronger, whether it's for the short term or the longer term. That's definitely – that's not – that's not hate. Um, let's see what else here. Tim says, knowing the return needs to be there, how close do you think Ben Charrington is to trading some of the rumored players? Well, if if by rumored you mean guys that have been extremely obvious for a very long time, like Tyler Anderson, Richard Rodriguez, maybe Adam Frazier, uh, guys like that, close? No. There's been very, very little movement anywhere in baseball so far, and you don't see these types of deals happen, quite honestly, until you get closer to the trade deadline because you need to develop a market. Now, there is a chance. This happened years ago, you might recall, with the Nate McLeod trade with the Braves where they just come in and you think they knocked your socks off. So you just say, that's it. We're not waiting on a market. But those are rare. You want to develop a market. You want to have multiple teams uh, coming and and talking to you here. Uh, Let's see what else we got here. 
Uh, Tim says that you must come to a Mid Hens Stadium for a game. What is that? Mud, uh, my guess is Mud Hens. Oh, Mud Hens. Oh, Toledo. That would be my guess in Toledo. Yeah. Have you been there, Tom? Not the new. Uh, when I say new, I'm really dating myself. Uh, I went to the old stadium years ago when I was in college uh, at Bowling Green, uh, but I think they've had they've had a new stadium, and I guess that stadium has been there for 20 years. I have not been to the new stadium, but I, I love going to Toledo. I, I love Toledo. It's and I love Detroit. I love that whole region. So. I'm a big Detroit person. When will Hextall and Burke do their end-of-season talks, Dogger asks. Uh, Hextall, I've been told, will speak with us on Monday. And then we won't hear from Burke until after that at some point because Burke wants to defer to Hextall. So, we're again, we're starting to see that dynamic kind of take shape. Um, Tom, you've dealt with, in, in, in covering the Blue Jackets in Columbus, that dynamic before where there's a GM and then there's a, there's a hockey (laughs) and it's back again with JD back. John Davidson is is back as, as a president of hockey ops at nationwide arena. Um, But with, for Pittsburghers, that's a new thing. How does that work? Does it, does it, not that this one will have to work the same way, but you would think it would be very similar. Yeah. I think with, with John Davidson really gave Yarmo plenty of, he pretty much had all the latitude he needed uh, as far as making deals. Uh, I think JD was, when he came in, he was terrific in the sense that it wasn't like, it's kind of an apples and oranges comparison because there was just nothing going on here, right? The team was really in the, in the downer and JD was looked at somebody as like, this is a national guy. We know him. He knows people. Uh, That doesn't, (laughs) Mary Lemieux's your owner. So Mary Lemieux's Rolodex is pretty big. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so John Davidson came in and did, did a very nice job, brought in Yarmo and Yarmo has, he, he's, he this, had a by really the way, is Yarmo Kekalainen and for anybody Kekalainen, who doesn't know yes, who he's talking Kekalainen. about is, is the general manager. Yeah. Of and who's, who did a nice, really nice job early on. And then they've had a couple of players leave. And I, I'm sure that that hasn't helped anyone's relationship. And J- John Davidson is now back because he got kicked out. Uh, with with uh, Gorton in New York, so this this dynamic, I think, in Pittsburgh, the way the way they've hinted at it, these two gentlemen is going to be a case of Hextall makes the moves, Hextall is the one who pulls the trigger, and Burke is there more as an overseer, uh, meaning someone he's going to he's going to have kind of his own thoughts and his own visions and stuff like that, and he's he's going to be able to back him up, but he's also going to have the last say in terms of hiring and firing the actual general manager which is something that the Penguins didn't have before and why things became difficult with each of their last two GMs here because there was no one really in a position to fire Ray Shiro or Jim Rutherford. You follow what I'm saying there? And you got to have that in some way. And David Morehouse, as immensely qualified as he is on the business end, is not that guy, and he'd be the first to tell you this on the hockey end. Let's do some uh, football. Snowman says, how good can the Steelers' offensive line be? The first thing I would ask that you do, Snowman, is to check out my uh, my Daily Shot podcast from today because it was all about that subject. I am in on this group. I want you to know that, and I made that really, really clear today. Um, I believe that what this offensive line needed more than anything else 
with some drive, some additional hunger. And I don't believe that that was there with those older guys there last year, especially when it came to run blocking. Uh, I'm in favor of the youth and exuberance of Zach Banner, Kevin Dotson, Chooks Okorafor is still young. Uh, what if Kendrick Green is your starter? You know, uh, uh, what if he's your starting center and he's he's going out there wearing 53? Uh, David DeCastro can come back uh, stronger and more energetic than before. He's got it. You know, I think he was beaten down by a lot of different things last year, including being hurt. Uh, Mr. Eric says, who wins game seven tonight, Tom? Oh, my goodness. I, 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 the, the, it has to be Vegas, doesn't it? Although the last Does time it, it did, it didn't go well last time with the uh, talk about the uh, uh, talk about a botched penalty call with San Jose. If you remember that one, I think that oh, was yeah. the last time it was. I mean, that, whoo. Uh, so I, I say, I, I say Vegas. Um, you know what? Minnesota, for whatever reason, has had their number. And it's been a strange, strange thing. They've, they're not the same old boring wild as in the past. They've got uh, Kirill Kaprizov. They've got, they've got players over there. I, I, I think it's going to be interesting, but Tom's right. It'll be Vegas. <laughs> I just wanted to just like take devil's advocate like just to this no, far. No, you're, you're right. I mean, just I, I think they've, they've done a hell of a job just to get to seven. And but there were thought there were some people that 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 picked Mini as a sexy pick and uh, hey getting to seven that's that's nothing uh, that's nothing to sneeze at they've done a nice job that's been a good series a lot of good series actually Eric says uh, thank you for all the daily shots uh, uh, I listen daily even though I only truly follow the pens that's actually really cool I've heard from a few, few people who do that these things are like they're 17, 18 minutes long or whatever so listening to all three of them would take up an hour. And if you're not into the other two teams, I, I could see where that would be kind of like, really? Like, dude, like, I really don't care. The Steelers aren't doing anything right now. What does OTA even stand for? Tom, do you know many people who know what OTA stands for? Because my daughter asked me last night. She was like, what's an OTA? I keep hearing you use this term. What is that? No, it's one of those phrases that has, wor it's, has worked into our lexicon where people know the initials but don't know what the hell it means. Uh, there, there, are, there are many things in life. Uh, oh, something waste management. I can't remember what it was. If you said the uh, the phrase, your people would be like, "What are you talking about?" Oh, DMW or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's one of those phrases. No one has any idea. No one knows what it is. It's just it becomes known by its acronym. Just, it's just OTA. It's just an OTA is exactly right here. Craig says, "Who's your cup pick now, and who does Colorado beat?" Very well played, Craig. Uh, I am with the Avalanche. I know that's. That's the easy pick. Um, I do believe that the Stanley Cup champion this year will come out of the West. Um, and I, I just I, I can't stray from that. I, I know that I know that Tampa Bay is still there, though, Tom. Yes, they are, but they're going to have their own tough series here with Carolina. I think that's going to be are. terrific. And, well, and, and, Alex Nedeljkovic. Yeah, I, I say well, Alex Nedeljkovic. Listen, how I can say his name beautifully. Did you hear that? Yes. Alex, Alexander Nedeljkovic is how you would say it exactly. He is like a – he even takes his mask off. He has the most Serbian-looking dude I have ever seen. And that's coming from a guy who's 100% Serbian. And I'm here to tell you that Alex Nedeljkovic is not going to beat uh, uh, Andre Vasilevsky at the other end of the rink. He's just not. Oh, I, 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 would, I would be picking Tampa Bay in that series, but – 
I'll tell you what, it would not surprise me because Carolina, the rest of their team, this all they've been missing this whole time is a goaltender. And if they get good goaltending, they don't have to get great goaltending. They get good goaltending. They're going to be very much in this series. They're also cheating, by the way. They circumvented the cap. I just feel like that has to be thrown in parenthetically here. Kevin says, optional team yeah. activities? That's very good. <laughs> They are actually. Oh, why we never actually did say what it stood for, did we? I don't even know what it is. It's just been oh, OTA. Really? The whole, no, I, I do. Oh, okay. it, it's been, it's been my whole my whole life is just OTAs. Off season training activity is the yeah. term. It's it's a, it's actually a singular activity, but then we attach an S to it the same way we do with RBIs. Um. Let's see. We have time for a couple more here. Does an extension for TJ or Minka happen this offseason? Well, Minka had his fifth-year option exercised, and that's going to do that for the coming season. But but TJ, I do think that'll happen this summer. I really do. Um, and I do think he is going to get what you see other uh, major, major players get in this league. And he should. He yep. should. He is one of – no matter where you rank him against Aaron Donald – uh, and the other top guys for DPOY, he is one of the top three defensive players on the planet when it comes to the sport of football, and he should be paid accordingly, understanding that he's not a quarterback. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Mark wants to know, if does a, case, does a healthy Casey DeSmith really change the outcome of an early exit for the Penguins? Would they have gotten past Boston or Tampa Bay? Well, those are separate issues to me. Yes, Casey DeSmith helps you beat the Islanders because all you needed, right, Tom? I, I would, would, would you Competent have, okay. goaltending. Competent. Would, you have, would you have started him in game six if he was healthy? No, I would have started him in like game two. I hated Jari's game one in ways that I can't even describe. Well, you and know, I, it, and it, I, it, I ripped him after game one in a way that uh, I was, I'll be honest with you, I was uncomfortable with it. Like I called it, I, in, including in the headline, embarrassing. And I try not to use terms like that, you know, just throw them around. Uh, but I, I thought it was. I thought it was embarrassing. Yeah, he would have, he would have certainly got in there at some point. I and it's it it really is interesting to see teams more and more teams are not are, are not being afraid to pull the plug, are they? We saw that with Florida. Florida went through three goaltenders in a series, and not one of them was hurt. Uh, and we've seen that the last oh, well, Washington won the Stanley Cup. Hey, Noah Brubauer was a starter. Hey Tom, who, who was who was Florida's nine million dollar goaltender in this series? By the way, oh my goodness, it's you know what? How? That, How? I, I don't Playoff, know. Playoffs don't, matter, man. We're talking, of course, about Sergei Bobrovsky, who for years in Columbus he would be Mister Vezina in a regular season, yeah. and then he would hear a rumor that the Penguins were coming across Interstate 70 and he would just go hiding under a desk. We talked about that on our last podcast, and it's it's you know. There was there was some thought of maybe when he beat Tampa Bay in the in the in the sweep that maybe he kind of gotten over that hump. We were because we were talking about Tristan Jari. Could he come back and 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 get back in next year in good graces? And maybe this is just a a playoff hiccup. He just just did not play well in his first playoffs. But then Bob became Bob again in Florida. So I don't know. Some guys just don't have it. I don't. I mean, I don't know. What do you do? What do you do, DK? Do you? I mean, you, I think you have to bring him back and at least let him compete. Who, Jari? Uh, yeah. Well, I, 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 think, I think they're. I think they're going to, and I think the 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 strength and the 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 authoritativeness with which the players 
expressed their confidence in him today. Uh, they didn't describe him as a good goalie. They described him as an elite goalie. They described him as having elite-level talent. Players know this stuff. Players are out there against him in practice every day, these guys. They see him more than anybody. Um, so I do think you're going to see him, but not as any sort of default number one. No chance no, here. I, no, no, no. I agree with that. I, I love the Jonathan Quick scenario. I really do. I think if you brought in somebody who's older yeah. but has that background that you can pay – you know, when you're talking about UFAs, by the way, you're talking about Jonathan Quick, Tuka Rask. Uh, there are guys out there, man, uh, that, and they're, they're real live hockey players. Uh, we're going to end today with, with Dave Gormley at, uh, basically saying, not asking, um, it would be nice if the Penguins had a relatively healthy season, especially with their stars. Yeah, and Tom, I'll throw this in too. I wonder – if you could ever see in the NHL the culture allow teams to do that thing that we, they've done in the NBA where you you uh, prescribe rest through the regular season, you know your team's going to make it, and you say, listen, we appreciate your little Iron Man streak and this and that and whatever here, but you tell Sidney Crosby, listen, we don't gain anything from you playing 82. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's just accepted in the NBA. What we need you. Right, right, right. But even then, there was pushback. I think it was Golden State, the Golden State team. Is that what they're called, Golden State something? Yes. Okay. What's what's your point here? No, but I, weren't they the ones that started this? I think they were the ones that – Well, LeBron. I mean, LeBron's taken – this is LeBron's been doing this for years. Sure, Golden State had – I've heard of LeBron, so I can at least right. talk yeah, about Golden, LeBron. Yeah, Golden State, yeah. Okay. A lot of the stars have done – this has been going on for – 10 years maybe not 10. in the nba right but not and and there's some and there's some rest management that happens in baseball as well but football's got too short of a season although we did see some of that with chase claypool last season in the steelers and they openly discussed it mike tomlin said we're, we're trying to make sure he's never played more than x number of games before in his life and we want him to be able to perform big time in the playoffs i think that's another discussion that the penguins need to have uh, you need to have your core playing at their maximum yeah. in the most important games. Yeah, if you if you're in the position, especially late in the season, to do that, you're absolutely. Uh, it's, I think it's absolutely wise. But it's it's always this macho, you know, we're playing our guys right to the end type of thing, and I, I just I don't understand that. Well, I understand that it's Memorial Day weekend, and. I also understand that that is a, a, a time when uh, there's a lot of emphasis on cookouts and extra day off and everything. I also hope that there's a recognition and, and not just, uh, you know, parenthetically of what Memorial Day is actually about. Uh, people who've given the ultimate sacrifice uh, for the United States of America. Uh, I'm grateful for everyone who serves, everyone who has served. But I also understand, and I say this with immense respect, that that's even they aren't what this holiday is about. When you talk to those those people who've done that, this this one is about those who gave everything. Uh, be be smart, be safe wherever it is that you're driving to. Drive carefully. Tom, what's your plans for the weekend? Uh, just sticking around Columbus. Uh, we'll be in the we're coming over it's nice now the plague is is kind of 
finally leaving. I've been to Pittsburgh a couple times recently. It, it's great to be there. Can't wait to get to Mike's Beer Bar. Uh, but no, every, everything's good. And DK, I, I will sh- give you a shout out uh, for the way that you have, have, have worked uh, over the years with some of the subscriptions with the veterans and stuff. I think it's, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, that's a, that's a really nice uh, gesture on this website's part. Uh, I don't think I'd ever get another chance to say that. So I'll just say it now. Well, I appreciate that. But the, 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 at the risk of turning this into a mutual, whatever thing um, that is entirely on the readers, the readers were the ones that challenged us uh, to do that. And then the readers put their money where their mouth is. The readers said, listen, because we were giving away, Tom, when, when this site launched, uh, we were giving subscriptions, free subscriptions to anyone who was active duty, because we wanted people who were, especially those serving overseas and in combat zones to have full access to their teams. Okay. Yeah. It was the readers who started asking us, what about veterans? And we were like, yeah. Hey, to be honest with you, we can't, we can't do it with everybody. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they were the ones that jumped in and they're still doing that. If you're interested, by the way, just shoot me a, an email or a message uh, through whatever form whatever forum you're watching this show. Anyway, we went on way too long. I appreciate uh, everyone's time here. I appreciate your time, Tom, and we'll do this again on Monday.